ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Celtics deboning the Sixers last night, even with MB back. Three quarters of yesterday's panel had Philly. You want their mutes? Eh, it will be nice today. Lakers Warriors episode two. And attack of the drones. Let's go around the horn. Let's go, Jones. May the fourth be with it's you. I like that, Joe. I know it's your day. Well done. The beatdown, even with Joel Embiid coming back and blocking everything in the first half. Boston got something from just about everybody. Maybe not Jason Tatum. They got nothing from Tatum except pushing the referee. And they still cruised, droning on and on in their dominance. 121-87. Don't need to say any more, Bob Ryan. Around the horn to you. A two-pronged question. How could Philly put out such a performance whilst getting back the MVP? And did you find yourself thinking the Celtics found themselves last night? Well, number one, they didn't get back the MVP. They got back a recovering MVP. He was not 100% yet. He, it was a shakedown cruise uh, for him, and I think they're reasonably pleased. Those five blocks, one of them was spectacular. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, they, they, it's a, Doc Rivers, their coach, is the first person I heard say, which many people now say, it's a make-miss league. And the Celtics made them. Seven different guys made threes. But here's the big takeaway from the Celtics for me. They had seven turnovers for five points. The, that turnovers have been their Achilles heel going back to last year in the finals. And when they are uh, properly focused and, and apply themselves right and play the game right, they're the best team in the league. Problem is they don't do that often enough to, to earn that title yet. They haven't earned the trust of everybody. If they play like that, and that's the key, you're going to make, you're going to miss shots. You got, if they don't turn it over... And if they play like that, they will be very, very difficult to beat. But I'm sensing, as far as last night, you're, you're thinking it wasn't one game either way, really. It was just a game that happens I mean, in a seven-game series, it sounds like. Of course, listen, I've seen – I hate to pull rank here, but I've seen a lot. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'll give you Exhibit A. In 1987, Game 1, Memorial Day, 148-114, the Memorial Day Massacre. Celtics win. Oh, whoopee, whoopee, whoopee. Yeah? Well, they lost game two at home, and they lost the series. And this is – so don't get too excited, Celtic okay. fans, but ask your team to do the things that they did last night, and then you'll feel that better. That three panelists, May 1987, the massacre may have been in their diapers at that point. David Dennis Jr. on what you saw last night. Uh, yeah, this does remind me of when I was one and watched the Memorial Day Massacre. A fantastic memory. Hey, of, yeah, you of, got of it. Good credit game. where credit is due then, David. <laughs> yeah, you give it to Yeah, this, this game, what we learned, this game is what we sort of learned about this Boston Celtics team, is when they make all of their threes, <laughs> they can't be beaten. And they do this once or twice a series. They did this in game one against the Warriors. They did this a couple times against Milwaukee last playoffs. They just get hot. They made 23s basically in three quarters com uh, compared to the 70. 76ers only made six the entire game. 76ers are not going to overcome that three-point discrepancy. But for Philadelphia's side of it, this felt like a warm-up game.
game. This felt like they'd won game one. They wanted to get Embiid out there and shake the rust off and see how he would look for a few minutes before what felt like the real season's going to start. I mean, real series is going to start in game three when they're, they, you know, pull out all the stops. Courtney Cronin, bring you in here. It was an impressive win for Boston, as aggressive as they were on the offensive end. They were also as aggressive on the defensive end. They sent 14 doubles on, doubles on 14 possessions, and that really stifled what Philadelphia was able to do on that end. And I think that I have an issue with the Celtics right now because they don't appear to be the overwhelming favorite once Milwaukee left the field. Like, at moments, it looks like they're playing with their food. We saw what happened in Game 5 when DeJounte Murray was not playing for the Hawks. That's not the first time that a key player had not been there where the Celtics were almost not taking their competition seriously. Without Embiid, in Game 1, they let the Philadelphia 76ers score 119 points. When they're locked in and they're the version of themselves that went to the finals last year, they can go far but so often we have seen these defensive lapses that have become more characteristic of this Boston team so if they can play like they did last night going forward it's going to be a good series and Clinton Yates you know last year and this year the big difference in the team obviously is the head coach Joe Missoula I got on him before about how a team like this team was too tight sometimes and too loose other times they finally figured it out and they blew out a team that had the MVP coming back I've got to give them credit for that from an adjustment standpoint he got Williams into the rotation a lot more at least they won that game I do agree with David though this kind of felt like I right, we had Joel back for one game when we get this thing back to our place we'll take it seriously then but I don't think this is some big sway okay. either way right. in the series let me ask play, a follow-up question Bob since you brought up Embiid's block. You've seen blocks. A lot of blocks. Yeah. You saw blocks before they were counted as blocks. <laughs> this was a block. Have you ever seen somebody break their wrist blocking you, Sean? That, that's a legitimate question I want to ask because I'm always fearful of that, but this is an all-timer, isn't it? That was, it is an all-timer uh, because uh, Brown is a power dunker for number one, and it's very risky to do what Embiid did because he could have had his hand pushed back and, and over the, the rim. But uh, I, I rank it among, I don't know, maybe the top five blocks I've ever seen. Oh, really? Okay. I, I wasn't trying to put words in your mouth, David. I mean, the, the benefit of this long term is that, yeah, Embiid only took nine shots, but he had five blocks, and he was dominant in the paint when he played. So if he's going to match the offense with that, then, yeah, we're looking at something, you know, the tire of this season, the series changing when they get I home. I think it's blocks of that nature, I guess I would say, you know, because Adebayo had one on Tatum. Um, Blocked by said. James! Yes. The block by James is a different block to me. The chase down block's different. The Lafonso Ellis all-time block where he cups the ball is a different block. But this one at the rim like that. We'll move on tonight, Lakers-Warriors. What the Warriors need to do most to get this series to 1-1. And can the Lakers ride Anthony Davis again to victory? And who will shoot the last 27-footer for Golden State in what... Maybe you'll call a must-win. David Dennis Jr., around the home to you. Any and of all those questions, please go ahead. Well, yes, this is a must-win for the Warriors. You do not want to lose both of your first, you know, both of your home games, and then have to go to LA and try to win some games. As what, and as terms of what the what the Warriors need to do, they need to get the running up and down that that court. I think they were a little tired in Game One, uh, but Anthony Davis played more than 40 minutes. He played the whole second half. LeBron played over 40 minutes. Uh, they've got to get LeBron and AD more active defensively. LeBron's usage rate in these playoffs are only 27%, which is pretty low. So he's kind of resting on offense. If you can tire them out, then you can tire out that team and make them really, really work. And in, ter in terms of defense, you may want to start thinking about sagging off of LeBron. I know he's 
all-time great, but he's 9 for 49 from three. And Whoa, think about wait, wait, is that Dylan Brooks shots. in Plasma 3 right now? Am I hearing the <laughs> Dylan Brooks argument? Sag off LeBron. He can't shoot. He's old. There we go, David. Say it all, David. Let me hear it. All right. I poked the bear. Not really. Please. Oh, Courtney Crowley, bring you in here. The Lakers are playing Anthony Davis in drop coverage, which I know surprises mm -hmm. some people. And considering how well the Warriors faced it, fared in the in the postseason last year against Boston when they were playing drop coverage, which led to an unimaginable amount of wide-open looks for Steph Curry from three. I think this can actually work in the Warriors' favor. So instead of trying to counteract that and find good looks, open looks inside, continue to shoot the clip they were doing with Curry and Clay. They were 12-29, so the efficiency was, you know, so-so for them in, in game one. But I think you continue to attempt the threes, 53 of them for a team in game as a team in game okay. one and I think that you can force the Lakers into situations that maybe we didn't see as much from them in game one. Lynn Yates. I respectfully disagree. I think this team has to get to the free throw line more often than the Dubs. The, the game one discrepancy was 29 to 6. It just feels like you can't win a game when you're not getting to the line that often. I do think JK could play Kaminga a little bit more just to kind of mix it up but Man, the Lakers, you know, this is a situation where it sort of feels like all of the things that we've heard all season about this squad and all of the different machinations of players they've had kind of looks like it's finally coming together. I'm, I'm surprised that I'm happy. If somebody well, you like said it. before we sat down, you can see a path to victory not only in this series but to the championship for the Lakers right now. I thought the Lakers were going to beat the Grizzlies because of the injury situation, but I think if you can find a scenario in which LeBron is actually playing in the post more, which allows, you know, Reeves and Belo and these other guys to be able to get their outside shot going, you don't tire them out as much, and they match up well with some people if AD's going to act like he's the best player on the planet. This is what you rooted for, and now it's here, Lakers. Bob, it's you're pretty, nodding pretty along here with Clinton. You're seeing something with the Lakers. Well, it, I, I'm not nodding along, but I'm thinking a couple of things. Number one is that the Warriors do not have a matchup for Davis. They're not going to stop Davis. That's not going to be the issue. To my mind, they're going to they're, they're, they're put up with his points. He's going to get them. They're not going to stop him, they don't, and, and that's that. Now, most people don't have a matchup, and they don't have one. Draymond, it's not you, so no, let's, let's get that straight. Okay, I think if—but you can't have it both ways, Clinton. You can't get it to go to the line if you're taking nothing but threes. I got three different guys had six threes, which is a record. Okay, whoopee, that's nice. Okay, and that's fine. And he almost won the game playing the way they played. I think they got to continue, just work, concentrate more on offense. They're not going to stop Davis. I think the idea of, of sagging off uh, David on, on LeBron is very, is very good because I'd rather have him shooting from the outside than him going to the basket. And one other thing about the Lakers and, and the minutes. I took a look at those minutes and said, whoa, uh, okay, Darvin, are you going to keep doing this? That might be counterproductive in the long run. Somebody has to be the third guy. Now, the other guy tonight it was Schroeder, and they got to find that. Maybe need a third and a fourth guy to help the big team. Bob, do you agree tonight's a must win for Golden State? I think it's a damn well better win. Damn well better win, and who you got? I got the, I got the Warriors. David Dennis Jr.? Uh, home teams have lost have lost game one or 15 and 0 in game two. I'm going to take the Warriors. We saw that with Philadelphia last night. Uh, excuse me, Boston over Philadelphia. Courtney? Warriors tonight, series 1 1 when it goes to LA. See why. Yes and yes, I have spoken. You must have seen it last night, the, the drone cam. I know I've been talking about it before. It's over, <laughs> you know, it looks like it's over the court. It's not, it's actually over the seats. Guys, I'm going to ask you thumbs up or thumbs down, but here's my, it's not a hot take. It's got to be a better 
camera than it was on there. I need to see more. I need to see the ball when they step away from midcourt a little bit more, right? Thumbs up or thumbs yeah. down? Yep. Here, here. Fire cell next. Those things, battle droids, they shoot for your training. Doesn't add it. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Up line 17, David Dennis Jr. 10, Courtney Cronin 8, Clinton Yates 10. That's how you do a drone shot right there. You see what I'm talking about? Thank Lamar you. Jackson, well happy Ravens, speaking for the first time since his new deal. Let's take a listen. Today we're going to keep it about the future. You know, I'm not really worried about what happened in the past. I'm going to keep it about these next five years. To be honest with you, I really didn't care for other teams, really. I just really wanted to get something down here. And okay, other teams cool, but I want to be a Raven. Mm-hmm. Lots of laughter and chumminess from everyone at the podium, Harbaugh and Jackson especially. More specific financials are now being reported and continue to be both big and a point for differing sides to say Jackson got it all without an agent or Jackson didn't get enough because he didn't have an agent. It's very odd. How some are viewing all of this. Courtney Cronin, I turn to you. How'd you hear Jackson there? I heard him as a player who saw the light throughout this process when Jalen Hurts signed his deal. That was what Lamar Jackson needed to realize in knowing that Deshaun Watson was the anomaly, not something that was going to be attainable for him. So the $179 million in guaranteed money that Jalen Hurts got, Lamar Jackson, without an agent, was able to get a near carbon copy of that contract in $185 million. You saw all the stats there on the tweet from Jamison Hensley, first uh, ranking first in so many different categories. For for Lamar Jackson, I think that he really pulled this off the way that he intended to and didn't really have to concede much. Dave Dennis Jr. First of all, it's what I see, and that's hair that's laid to the gods. Beautiful hair from Lamar Jackson there. But the, the, the two words that stuck out to me, Felicia Jones, his mother, who he said is a superhero, somebody who has taken so much heat throughout this entire process, saying that she doesn't know what she's doing, she's in over her head, and she was right there with him the entire step of the way, securing this contract and standing steadfast. Shout out to her and all the moms who stand out for their kids just like that. Bob Ryan. Well, congratulations, Lamar. You got your money. And my question is, I can't wait. My question, my intention is to game one. And it's game's over, and the media comes in, and they say, Lamar, now about that play in the third quarter, uh, I'm only going to talk about the future. 
uh, I'm not dealing with the past. I mean, and then he cited being a grown man several times during his, his uh, dissertation today. Uh, a grown man will answer those kind of questions, Lamar. Just remember that. You lost me there. Okay. Um, you, you didn't get a laughing, chummy type of press conference here. You got something that a relationship still has some fractures in it. Oh, I got, I got uh, arrogance and hostility. Putting Yates, I'll turn to you. You know, I, I understand where Bob is coming from on this, although I don't agree with what he's saying. I do think the relationship matters going forward. I understand completely that the financial restructuring of what a quarterback can and cannot get is very important. But I'm kind of here for the tea. Y'all out here talking about cookouts and barbecues right now. Let's see what happens when you're getting popped by the Steelers and the Bengals. Okay. Like, okay, now he's got all that money. You have to produce. You have not even ended the last two seasons on the field. So I'm very intrigued as to how the relationship between him and the coach goes. But I'm happy for you, Lamar. Let me hold something. You don't even have to pay an agent no more. I'm right here. Courtney, let me let me turn to you on, on maybe the sentiment Bob was invoking. Some Baltimore Ravens fans were just about done with Lamar Jackson when he, hello, demanded a trade. Do you believe the relationship still has some working through here? I'm sure there's going to be some massaging that needs to be done, but let's think about this. It went on for 27 months. Lamar Jackson doesn't want to talk about it because those are 27 painstaking months of not knowing what his future was going to be. Now he's got Odell Beckham. He's got Say Flowers. I think he's excited not only about the bag that he just got, but the players that he's finally going to be able to throw the ball to, an actual receiving core in Baltimore. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. What is happening in the NHL right now? How are teams having guys score four goals and losing every night? Drysdale last night, hat trick plus for Edmonton, but Vegas gets the win in game one. They scored six. Their offense has been on fire the last two weeks. Clinton, your takeaway. You know, this was fire wagon hockey last night, and it was a fun skate all around. But Jay Woodcroft, get your team together. You could not be drawing too many men penalties in the last two minutes of a game when you're trying to get back into it. For Jack Eichel to then pluck Connor McDavid, by the way, two guys went one and two in the draft, and then get the empty netter, it was emblematic of the entire game. Sure, they got four goals from Dreisaitl, did not have their heads in it in the end. Courtney Cronin. The Golden Knights converted on four even strength goals. They were the better team last night in the comedy of errors that Clinton just pointed out when Edmonton's pulling its goalie and in the process gets too many men on the ice. That shows me that's a team that was not necessarily locked in. Apparently they were on a beach vacation before the second round started. Uh -oh. Maybe they'll be locked uh -oh. in for game two. Uh-oh. <laughs> David Dennis Jr. Yeah, it's not just that the Oilers were giving up goals is when they were giving them up. They score, they give up a goal 40 seconds later. They score in the third period. They give another goal one minute later. They could not gain the momentum they needed. This series is going to come down to power play versus even match because the Oilers are 11 for 19 in the power play, which is 57% astronomical, but they cannot, uh, you know, match up when, uh, when everybody's on the ice. Bob Ryan. I thought Dreisaitl was supposed to be the Clay Thompson to McDavid's Curry, but last night it was the other way around, wow. of course. That was McDavid an entertaining game. If you're going to go to one hockey game all year, you might want to pick that one for fun. It was fun. Nothing definitive about that okay. series, about that But game. you bring up McDavid, and the question's, is he hurt? I mean, are the Oilers the Oilers right now? Everyone picked Edmonton in the series, and that's disrespect to Vegas. They won their division. Stone is back. Don't sleep, though. The Kings banged out the Jets, and they had plenty of time off. I mean, excuse me, the Golden Knights banged out the Jets. They had plenty of time off while the Oilers were dealing with the Kings. It, you know, it affected this game. Courtney Cronin, David Dennis Jr., thanks for your time today. Clint Yates, Bob Ryan. Showdown, two minutes.
This is the way. Punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Yates, Bob Ryan, good luck in showdown. Something uh, Patrick Beverly said I want to get your take on. This was on Beverly's podcast. He said that Russell Westbrook, former Laker, current Clipper, and he, former Laker, current Bull, were talking that if the Lakers win the title, Westbrook wants his ring. Clinton, make a ruling on this. Here's my idea. At ring night, you invite them both, you play against the Clippers so that Westbrook's already there, and then you do a reality show-style situation where LeBron, Raymond James decides if they get the rings or not. You show it to everybody. The Lakers put on the best show on tour. Bob Ryan. I wonder if either one of them ever heard the phrase addition by subtraction, because that's what they were. Were they still with the Lakers? They'd be home watching the playoffs with the rest of their Laker teammates. I don't even know what their cutoff is, how many games you have to play. I don't think this one's going to work out for Russ or Beverly. We'll move on. Wander Franco breakout. It's been all season. He had the barehanded Kevin Mitchell catch last week. But last night, he had multiple highlights. Pick the better one here. The 425-foot moonshot or the play that tests the very letter of the unwritten rules. Soft tossing to himself while making the routine play there. Bob, best highlight. How wonderful is this young man? Uh, this play here is showing off, and look, he threw him out by two steps anyway. It's the catch with their hand down the left field line. That is a truly over-his-shoulder twist. Yeah, and for all shoulder. of you people... It's the play of the year. Okay, see why? All of you people saying that Wander is a hot dog and doesn't play hard, look at the highlight again when he catches that ball in foul territory. The front of his pants are dirty, which means he's been getting it already. In he's that a hot dog. That kid is a We hard love player. hot dogs. Clinton Yates, Bob Ryan split the point. Last showdown was the New York Yankees. They're on a two-game tear, but still came into today. Eight and a half back, Tampa in last place. They had a walk-off win last night, but there were... Fire Boone chance in the crowd. Before the game, Brian Cashman said, don't count us out. And was asked, is this a championship caliber team? He said, championship caliber operation. Clinton, how do you count these Yankees? I count them the same way I count everything that happened way back in the day. Like, I don't know, it was the Obama administration the last time they won a World Series. Come on, man. You're not in anything close to first place. You know why? Because the Rays and Wander are giving Bob Ryan. Everything in sports must be viewed in context. And the context is, aside from the Rays, the rest of the American League is wide open. And they know that if they get some of those $150 million worth of injured players back, <laughs> they'll be able to get a wild card spot. We'll give Bob Ryan the point in the face time. My congratulations to Joel Embiid, who is the third consecutive MVP in the National Basketball Association, with for whom English is the second language. Yes, folks, our last three MVPs are from Greece, Serbia, and Cameroon. We've gone a long way from Georgi Gluchkov, left in 1985, the first European-bred player to come in the NBA, and by the way, the only Bulgarian, then or now. Drone shot. <laughs> 